That's right. So you listen to me and Stacey B on the podcast <laughs> today. We're like your best friends. Yes, absolutely. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Stacy B. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. And let me tell people a little bit more about you first before we get started. Stacy, you know what? I should have asked how to pronounce your name. Is it Baron Fuss? It's Baron Fuss, yes. Baron Fuss. I was pretty close. Uh, Stacy Baron Fuss is on a mission to guide female change makers to freedom and fulfillment and to be limitless and leave a legacy. And she's the founder of Catalyst Group and creator of the Inside Out Success Method. And also you started a real estate company at the age of 19, which is pretty young to start a real estate company, I can tell you. And you sustain your company through the housing crisis and kind of continue to scale beyond that. I mean, you have a little bit more here, but I don't want to get too long into the bio side when we can just have you explain more about what you do. So that's a good lead in. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Limitless with Stacy B. Excellent. Yes. Thank you, Matt. So just, you know, a little bit more about my path and, you know, what's led me to this point is, you know, at a very young age, I was actually 17 at the time I was introduced to the real estate world. I was hired on accident really as an assistant at a real estate office and just fell, fell in love with the industry and the opportunity to just leave a, a better first impression, better customer experience. Overall, there's definitely a gap there in, in the industry. And so that led me, you know, to get my real estate license at 19 and just build up the company, you know, from that point. So it's always been about trying to simplify the process so that other people can do it as well. Right. And Man, I mean, it's tough being in business, especially being young. I find this a lot with people who get into fields like real estate or like insurance and coaching and stuff is people go, well, you're 19, 20 years old. What do you know? Right. How can you help me if you're only that old? Did you have like a good way to overcome that? Yes. You know, the, the way that I explained that was studying the market and becoming an expert in my own way by running data, you know, reviewing market trends and working, you know, double time to cram info in my in my brain so that I could be of value of service and show up as that professional. Perfect. You know, that's really good advice too to kind of you have to outwork the competition when maybe you're a little younger, but then you can just once you learn that work ethic, you can just keep doing it and then nobody can catch up to you. Exactly. Yeah, and it's replicatable. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, you can just Yep. Keep doing that. You know, what's funny is I found that a lot of the kind of hardworking entrepreneurs or, or freelancers and stuff that I know, I'd say probably half of them come from the restaurant industry. Interesting. So they were servers or they were cooks or something, right? And they had to like, you got to bust your ass for 12 hours a day at 100 degree temperatures inside and people yelling at you all day. And, you know, that's interesting. But anyway, I digress a little bit. So leading from a clear inner state is something that you talk about a lot on your website and talk about being a high performer. What do you think is like a way that someone can achieve that kind of inner state? Yeah, so a lot of what bogs people down is 
emotional, psychological, and we spend as humans a lot of time working on ourselves, trying to get ourselves in the right state of mind, you know, having the right positive attitude to keep going. And a lot of times those practices can be very surface level. And so what I talk about is going to the root of whatever is going on or, you know, something as simple as if you're finding you're always having to get yourself to like a raw, raw kind of state of mind and it's difficult, you feel like you spend a lot of energy on that. It's likely because something happened that was a program when you were young, you know, or something you learned in your early stages of life that programmed you to think that was, you know, bad or negative or, or what have you. So you have to work double time to implement that or just keep yourself going. And so having the ability to see the root of what's going on allows you to have the awareness and then gives you the opportunity to replace it with a better habit, a better, you know, story, if you will. And when you do that, you are able to have a clear inner state and put your energy towards whatever it is you're pursuing versus working on yourself double time to keep going. So is that kind of the idea behind trying to be able to succeed without stress? Exactly. So stress, you know, at the end, the core of it really is it's a form of suffering. And if you look up the word suffer in the dictionary, it's, you know, sub or to be below. Right. And so anytime we're stressed about something, if we can look below, which I equate to look within, look below the actual situation and really find the root of what's going on, because it's likely not happening in just one situation. It's happening probably in many facets of life. Then you're able to succeed without stress because you're clear. You've seen the truth of whatever your state is. I see a lot of people extra stressed out. You know, right now with the whole pandemic thing and, you know, quarantine and maybe their jobs or their or their businesses could be having some kind of, you know, either like a slowdown or being shut down or, you know, regulation issues to deal with. And, you know, even if you're getting grants or loans or something for your business is all the stress. How do I fill out the paperwork? How do I get it forgiven if I have a forgiveness loan like a PPP and all this kind of crap, right, that people are trying to deal with? There's definitely a lot of stress out in the world right now. And you don't want to compound that with the stress of trying to, you know, get better at your business and better yourself and all these things. Yeah. Stress relief is un underrated right now, I think. It is. And, you know, I think in all of those situations you described so much stress, you know, we put on ourselves by feeling like we don't have control over these situations, you know, and we adopt more of that victim mentality of this is happening to us where we could make that simple shift and just pick the route, you know, that you're going to figure this out. You're going to figure out what resources you need and make your way because that's your potential. I, I see a lot of people kind of falling into that, that victim mentality. And I know it's easy to do, right? Because you could just throw up your hands and go, ah, this is stupid coronavirus or whatever. But then you see other people who are just like, taking their whole life and everything in an entirely different direction. Yeah, I have a pretty good example of that, actually. A business that they serve the trade show industry. Okay. So they were decimated, right? Like they went from being month three into the best year they'd ever had to a month later, their business was closed. Wow. And a month later, they were selling their building. Like they were just done, 
right? And they knew maybe we could sweat this out for six months kind of thing, but, you know, who knows how long it's going to take after that. So they just shut it down. And the guy who was managing that business, he basically had saved up a bunch of money. He walked away and they started flipping houses. He flipped his first house already and has already bought his second house that he's flipping and he loves it. And he like hangs out in his shorts and his tool belt all day, banging hammers and, you know, fixing fences and baseboards and shit every day. And he just loves it. Right. And uh, he's making more money than he did before. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not always the end of the world. Right. If, even if your business is coming to an end. Absolutely. That's such a great example. Thanks. Yeah. And I mean, shout out to them. They're doing great things. So how does your methodology help female leaders distinguish between kind of different interstates and have some more fulfillment in the process? And is that specifically just for women? Like, is there a difference between women and men that you see? I guess that's kind of a double question. Yeah, yeah. So the latter part of the question, I'll answer first in the distinguish. I think the, the part between men and women that is different is that, you know, women are coming out of, you know, years and years prior to now, like decades and decades ago, you know, of a lot of oppression, you know, women's right to vote. There's there's all of this that is different than what a a man has gone through. There are totally, you know, different challenges that are similar in many ways. But the reason that it is different for women is that we're conditioned to not pay attention to how we're feeling, but to be that nurturing, caring part of our families, our friendships, you know, whatever the case may be versus, you know, going out into the world and, and making things happen and you know, bringing home the bacon, if you will, you know, like the man's role has been for a long time. And so that's more of the distinction. I'm not one to, you know, like only women from the perspective of, you know, Men don't understand that's not the message at all. So put a pin in that. As far as, you know, making the decision, just distinguishing between the, the states, you know, a lot of times women, especially because of our conditioning, it's very easy to get stuck in how we can care, how we need to nurture and put ourselves last. And so that's, you know, part of it. But the other part is that because that's the program the ability to give ourselves the credit of I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling this way. A lot of times we use blanket terms and phrases that minimize ourselves or don't actually address the problem. And so a lot of the work that I do is digging deeper into what's actually going on because it's masked, has a mask by all of these other definitions and phrases because we've generalized it. And there's no way to see the truth about something if you're, you know, at that surface level, which is why we go deeper. I think another thing that I was seeing on your website, you had talked about daily routines a bit. I'm a huge fan of, I don't know if it's specifically a daily routine, but it's, it's a structured routine of time blocking, especially. And, you know, a lot of that actually came from the real estate world. I read that Gary Keller's The One Thing. And I don't know if it was him or the other guy who wrote the book that they said that you need to put stuff on your calendar like you're sticking a rock in a stream and all of the other work will still flow around it. You just have to set time aside for the things that are going to push your business forward. And that actually has pushed our business forward. I mean, from the time that we started doing that thing, along with some other things that we had learned from him and some other books and stuff, too, you know, it really getting that routine 
in place. It's sort of like a weekly routine that we have for the business. You know, we wouldn't be having this podcast conversation right now had we not done that. That's excellent. So do you want to talk a little bit more about how the daily routine can stage people for success? Absolutely. Yeah. So the daily routine, you know, first and foremost, it's so important to have that morning routine to start where even if it's, you know, 10 minutes at a minimum, but ideally, you know, if you can take an hour in the morning to implement a routine that consists of a breathing exercise or meditation, you know, where you're getting quiet and you're clearing the plate of yesterday, if you will, and then having an opportunity to review what your goals are because, you know, that sets the stage for the day. And then having a workout routine, you know, and implementing that along with something new that you can learn, whether that's, you know, you read for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, or you read 10 pages every morning, you know, just having that structure so that you're growing in the morning consistently, it sets the stage for a great way to roll into those time blocks. I too, if it's not on my schedule, it does not exist at all. I've missed friends dinners and things like that because it wasn't on my schedule. So definitely, you know, instead of making a list, one thing that I like to do is, you know, try to batch, like, you know, the one thing talks about batch everything that's, you know, in one category together. And then instead of making a to-do item, just put it in my calendar and in the description of my calendar appointment, put that list there so that when I'm in that hour block, I can just roll through those 10 things. And it's so much more satisfying and fulfilling, you know, having that on the calendar and rolling through it in that way. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really good idea of the putting the to-do list into the calendar. I do something similar where I, I basically just make smaller blocks and say, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. But then if you don't have time, something comes up or whatever, you can drag it to another open spot on your calendar. So you, you still just let it go by and just be like, well, I guess that's never getting done. You know, you have to be you got to live your calendar, people. Yes. Yeah. I think Gary Keller's the one that says, at least that I learned it from, you know, if you erase, you must replace. And so I also keep that in mind if something doesn't get done to move it to the next time slot. Right. Talking about Keller. So you are still an active real estate agent, right? Yes. And are you, do you have your own brokerage or do you, are you an agent for another brokerage? Yeah. I have a a team at another local brokerage. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And where are you located at? You're in Idaho? In Boise, Idaho. Yes. Boise? Yes. And so the real estate market has been a little odd recently, right? Yes. Since since the whole pandemic started and, you know, this is going to air in the future, but not too far in the future that we can, I mean, I think we could still have a reasonable conversation about it. So this will be coming out kind of end of November. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I've been looking at the market here and because we do a lot of work with with people who work with real estate agents, obviously, and brokerages and stuff. Man, we are still seeing a pretty hot market in most places in the country. Is it like that in Boise still right now? It is very much. Yeah, we, we have a serious inventory issue, unlike anything I've seen in the last 14 years. And it's so interesting because there's such a huge influx of people coming from out of state, you know, that they don't care if they have to pay more than the asking price to get it, that the local appraisers are now getting really scared. And so appraisals are starting to come in low. And that's always the sign of we're going the other way, starting to go the other way. So, but it's been very busy. So, and 
this is not financial advice by any means, but I have heard that there is low inventory almost everywhere except in the condominium markets in cities. I guess some of that is from people wanting to move out of higher density housing, I guess you could say. Uh, It's going to depend on your city, too. But a lot of those people are moving to the suburbs, right? So now your hobby farms and your small acreages and your ranch type homes around some cities, as well as your kind of starter homes and and mid-level homes, you know, not as much on the luxury level. But I mean, time on market here right now, I think including Portland is 11 days. But if you only include the suburbs, it's less than seven. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy out here around Portland. Yes. Yeah, ours is similar as far as... Similar. Yeah, very, very similar. And, uh, you know, I was also... I was talking to a guy who runs a real estate capital investment firm, and they have literally have billions of dollars in real estate. And they were saying that nationwide, they see a shortage of housing. There's just not enough inventory nationwide. And so it seems to be happening all over. There may be some places, like I assume that some parts of Northern California where there's fires and stuff, you know, maybe not so much, but maybe some of the parts of Washington too. But I think you're seeing a lot of people moving out of cities and stuff. They want to just, they've realized they could work from anywhere. They don't need to commute, you know? Yes. It's a good time to be a real estate agent. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So let me ask you, I I wanted to ask you more about, so Limitless is like a program where you work with professionals, right? Business women? That's correct. Yes. How does that work? Like if somebody wants to find out more information about that or get involved, how would they take those first steps? Yeah. So the, the program is very much, it's customized around results. And we talked about this, you know, before we got on the show, I'm very much results oriented. So if it's a 12 month program, that's most appropriate, or it's a, I just did one with a client. It's a six week program because we have a result that's been around way too long that we need to conquer. So options there are customized, but to take the first step would be to go to my website, which is limitlesswithstacyb.com. Sure. We'll have that in the show notes also. So you'll be able to get the show notes, you know, down at the bottom of your podcast player or at hookseo.com slash podcast. But let me ask you one more question before we wrap it up here. And that was there's a missing ingredient that you talk about sometimes that is kind of the missing ingredient to, you know, whole life success, right? Rather than just business success. What is that missing ingredient? Yes. Now brace yourself. And I know you're on the edge of your seat, but it's very simple. And it is connection. Let me explain a little bit more. To have sustainability and every and anything and everything, and to have that whole life success, the connection to yourself and your why versus how we're conditioned in society that's I mean, so heavy on our results and what we do in the world is a lot of, you know, what other people are doing or what we think is success. And so the missing ingredient truly is turning everything on its head and flipping it from, you know, externally the forces helping us or enforcing us to make the decisions that we think are success, flipping that over and asking ourselves like in that connection with ourselves and what we truly want, what we want to create what does that mean for us and going from that place? I think right now we have a dire 
dire lack of connection in the world. And you see it all over the place, right? People are on, they're on Zoom meetings and stuff instead of meeting people in person. People aren't going out to lunch or dinner or coffee or whatever anymore. Hardly, right? Depends where you live, but for the most part, not. You've got people that are getting super isolated. Maybe they've got kids at home. You know, there's also a a rash of women leaving the workplace because they have to be caregivers because there's no childcare in some places. And all these things are are kind of creating this this connection pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And man, literally I was just talking about this the other day on on another interview and we were talking about that like people are just dying to connect with other people and they just don't have a way to do it. There's not like a functional way to do it. And you know, I think people need to the tools are there. Right. Don't be afraid to get on the live video chat with, you know, on your messenger, or WhatsApp or whatever it is they use or Zoom or something. Right. I had lunch with my buddy today. We sat and BS for an hour for lunch. We both separately drove somewhere, got takeout, went back to our houses and sat and had lunch and talked to each other on Zoom for an hour. Yeah, that's you know, nice. it's nice. You can sit back. Right. Oh, Zoom my chair back. Right. <laughs> you know, you sit back, eat your lunch, whatever, have a conversation. Yes. And, you know, stuff like that is great. Podcasts are a great way to stay connected with the world, honestly, not to be self-serving, but no, I listen to tons of podcasts right now also. And uh, there's an interesting study done last year, and I can't remember who did it. I'll have to look it up. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, the you know, the idea that you are the sum of the kind of closest people you surround yourself with. They said that if you listen to podcasts, that those count as people around you. Oh, that's cool. So people who listen, yeah, people who listen to podcasts of successful people were generally more successful in their business or in their life. Very interesting. That's right. So you listen to me and Stacy B on the podcast today. And we're like your best friends. Yes, absolutely. That's right. I love you, man. You're awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> so how could people get a hold of you if they want to reach out? Yeah, the best way, just because my last name is very long, as we discovered at the beginning, everyone that knows me and is a friend, of course, calls me Stacy B. So it's best to go to my website, which is limitlesswithstacyb.com. And you can reach out via email there. There's of course, you know, submission forms. If you want to write more about what it is you're looking for, but that's the best way. Perfect. And thank you so much for being on the show today. And I, man, if you guys need to get something done, give called Stacy B. Yes. Thanks, Matt. It's my pleasure. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.